to this man, he got some good news for you. Hey, everybody, gather near. The doctor's in the house, so lend him your ear. The things he can say might even make your day. He might even help your pain go away. The doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you. I'm sure he can tell you just what to do. The doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Dr. Ron, host of Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored, with our at least 405th episode today. Thank you for tuning in. This program contains general medical information. The medical information heard on this program is not advice and should not be treated as such. You are encouraged to confirm any information Obtain from this program with other sources and review all information regarding any medical condition or treatment with your physician. And ladies and gentlemen, I do welcome you with an attitude of gratitude. Because grateful people are happier, less depressed, less stressed, and more satisfied with their lives and social relationships. They have better hormone balance. Uh, especially with testosterone, oxytocin, cortisol, their blood sugar is better, their dopamine and anti-inflammatory uh, substances are much better. So, And it does affect your brain. It gets you into a, a nice state of uh, relaxation. So I do welcome you with an attitude of gratitude. I want to, again, thank Feedspot for for finding that we are in the top 50 podcasts on the web. So thank you very much for that feed spot. So, ladies and gentlemen, life has gone by, especially with this crazy uh, China virus thing. It's gone by quickly. Okay, so uh, let's uh, live for today. And say all the things you want your loved ones to remember. Okay, don't, don't be afraid to say that. So are prescription drugs safe? Well, I have a stack of literature here. I don't know what we're going to get through today. Prescriptions are the fourth leading cause of death. The third leading cause of death is physicians. Are you getting the picture? Are you getting the picture? Cancer and heart disease. 
Number one and two. We lost Afghanistan. We're lo- we've lost the war on, can- on cancer, which, which started under Nixon. Wars are difficult to win. When you let the government control everything. Appropriately prescribed prescription drugs are the fourth leading cause of death. About 330,000 patients die each year from prescription drugs in the United States and Europe. These drugs cause an epidemic of 6.6 million per year, more or less. Hospitalizations, as well as falls, road accidents, and about 80 million per year of medically minor problems such as pain, discomfort, and dysfunctions that hobble productivity and the ability to care for others. In other words, 330,000 deaths per year, 6.6 million hospitalizations per year, and 80 million medically minor problems per year. All of this from correctly prescribed medicines. I didn't make it up. There was a report by John Rappaport, and the quotes are from the American Sociological Association publication called Footnotes, and that was from November of 2014. The article is The Epidemic of Sickness and Death from Prescription Drugs by Donald Lightfoot of the University of Pennsylvania. Fourth leading cause of death and lots of disability. Don't you think if uh, this was brought to someone's attention, they might be interested in doing a story on this? But have you heard anything, ladies and gentlemen? Do you hear anything bad or anything to be concerned about from all the drug advertising that is done daily? So before we get started with the particulars, it goes back to what I've been telling you. You have to be the CEO of your own body. And the take home message is that even if a drug or treatment is backed by science, this does not guarantee that it is safe and effective. Alternatively, if an alternative treatment has not been published in a medical journal, it does not mean that it is unsafe or ineffective. As Dr. Carolyn Dean says, on the whole, modern medicine grossly undervalues and often flat out ignores the influence of diet and lifestyle factors, such as sleep, exercise, time-restricted eating, exposure to the sun, exposure to nature, which are beneficial, and electromagnetic fields and toxins, which are harmful. You have to be the CEO of your body and have this framework in, in, in your being to assist you in evaluating health and medical recommendations. 
make full use of all your the resources that are available to you. A United States survey of more than 2,500 people, researchers found that one in every five adults has been on the receiving end of a medical error, and one in every three, say someone whose care they were closely involved in had experienced a medical error. Ask questions, ladies and gentlemen. Your life might may depend on it. Make informed choices so that you can maintain optimal health. But it's going to be up to you. The medical industry and pharmaceutical industry complex is there to sell drugs. We'll talk more about that because that's what we're talking about today. The pharmaceutical industry, the doctors are being bought off by the pharmaceutical industry. The AMA is a, is a lackey for the pharmaceutical industry. If you have a medical provider who is not open to answering your questions or don't trust that you have a legitimate question, it's probably time to seek a new provider. You might want to look at a book called Death by Modern Medicine by Dr. Carolyn Dean, who talks about medical errors and drug reactions. Do you know in 2011, doctors wrote 4.02 billion prescriptions for drugs in America, 4.02 B with a billion prescriptions. 13 prescriptions for every and each man, woman, and child. The Kaiser Family Foundation reports that in 2016, 4 billion plus prescriptions were written by U.S. doctors. It had already by 2016 increased by 65 million. So what does the medical news today say? Quote, the industry should be heartened by the growth of the number of prescriptions and spending. I'm sure they were. I'm sure they were popping champagne corks on those numbers. Now that's prescriptions. That's not the number of pills. That's not the number of over-the-counter drugs. That's not the number of vaccine shots. It has been estimated that the in the UK, a person takes about 14,000 pills during their lifetime. 14,000 pills. What are all they, what are the effects? Boy. Incredible numbers. And then there's, you know, good, good drugs can do harm too. Because there uh, was a quote from Linda Marsa, who quoted Dr. David Bates, a notable researcher. 
He said there are 36 million serious adverse reactions to medical drugs per year. Are you getting the picture? Is the United States, in the United States, do we really have the best in the world? There's probably over 130,000 deaths just in the United States per year, or a million every 10 years. And remember, we're talking about properly prescribed drugs, not opioids, marijuana, over-the-counter, I mean, on-the-street drugs. It's almost like we're being assaulted by these pharmaceutical companies. Again, you have to have control of your life. Control, ask questions about what drugs you're receiving. Look, ask for the package inserts. Are you going to rely on the government to take care of you? You're going to rely on the FDA, that federal agency that is responsible for certifying medical drugs as safe? You can see what they did with the two uh, COVID jabs, which are genetically chemically modifying uh, shots. They allowed no discussion before they approved them. Do you think the FDA is completely unaware of the numbers we just talked about? Do you think they take any responsibility? The FDA has a, has a website, on their website, they have a page called Preventable Adverse Drug Reactions. They focus on drug interactions. But they describe the problem as drug interactions, not as drug side effects. Adverse drug reactions. If you if if you just go by their numbers, they estimated that close to seven percent of hospitalized patients have a serious adverse drug reaction with a fatality rate of zero point three two percent. It's a lot of a lot of that's like over two million people. So again, this still, this still comes up as the fourth leading cause of death, adverse drug reactions. Ahead of pulmonary disease, ahead of diabetes, ahead of AIDS, ahead of pneumonia, accidents, and automobile deaths. And they do not include the adverse drug re- reactions that occur in the ambulatory setting, the, you know, without going to a doctor, without going to a hospital. I mean, nursing homes account for 350,000 adverse drug reactions a year. You know, there may be different methods for determining it, but it is a major problem. But nobody's telling you about it.
And we're spending an average of close to $9,000 per person for healthcare in this country. The government is spending that. They, they expect by the year 2028 to be spending over $6 trillion. You think you're getting your money's worth out there? All right. Boy, that gets your blood boiling, doesn't it? Nobody's talking about it. Adverse drug reactions. The medical cartel, the drug cartel. Destruction of life. Destruction of life. No newscasters talking about it. No newscasters talking about the deaths from the jabs. No serious reporting except by Cheryl Atkinson and John Rappaport. You know, if a single person took a vitamin and suffered a side effect, you would think we would have a, a national emergency. Or as Dr. Wong would say, a friggin' national emergency. There would be a recall of every vitamin and on the shelf of every store in the world. There would be a congressional investigations. The media would be talking about it. But in fact, there's nothing safer. No deaths from vitamins. Supplement safety yet again confirmed by America's largest database, the 37th Annual Report from the American Association of Poison Control Centers shows zero deaths from any vitamin. No fatality from amino acids, creatine, blue-green algae, glucosamine, or chondroitin. No deaths from homeopathic remedies. No deaths from herbs. A single death on page 1508 was attributed to an unspecified other single ingredient botanical. So what does that mean? What does that mean? It means there's nothing safer. And the data from the American Association of Poison Control Centers revealed no deaths linked to the most common natural therapies. No one. Interesting, when I was looking at this, You know, you're hearing about Guillain-Barre syndrome from the COVID jab, right? You hear about that. Well, I about 120 to 150 million Americans last year get the, the flu jab. And it adds up to about 120 to 300 cases per year caused by that flu jab, Guillain-Barre syndrome. That report also confirmed a single death to melatonin. Out of 3.1 million people who use melatonin for sleep, you would have to swallow about 10 bottles of melatonin all at once to get a fatal dose. It's very safe. 
Now you compare that with some of the, the sleep medications people are taking. So if they were as, as safe as melatonin, then we'd have about three deaths a year because about three times as many people take sleep medications. Well, a, 2020, a 2012 study found 320 to 507,000 deaths per year linked to sleep drugs in the United States alone. The drugs increase the risk of death by as much as 500%, even if you use them just a couple times a year. So they try to have it every way they can. They'll say homeopathic medication is ineffective, and at the same time, they'll say it's dangerous. They have to really make up their minds. The big pharma doesn't have their stories all straight. Zero deaths to homeopathy. Make your blood boil, ladies and gentlemen. Makes mine boil. And where do we get into uh, the different drugs and where they're made? China and India. Let's start out by um, a piece that uh, was written by uh, oh, Gabby, Dr. Gabby from Maryland. Alan Gabby. Just, just, just a, a, it fits in perfectly with today. You know what a black box warning is, ladies and gentlemen? A black box warning is the FDA's most serious warning for drugs and medical devices. These warnings are issued to alert the public and healthcare professionals about serious side effects such as cardiovascular events, cancer, and death. Let me just tell you about Zeljans because that's still on the television uh, being advertised. The FDA approved that drug in 2012 for rheumatoid arthritis. And since then, you, you know, they, they use it for psoriatic arthritis, ulcerative colitis, juvenile idiopathic arthritis. You know how much that drug costs patients? About five grand a month. And total sales of Zeljans in 2019 were $2.24 billion. Pfizer spent $161 million in one recent year to advertise Zeljans. But guess what? In 2019, the FDA also issued a black box warning that the use of Zeljans was associated with an increased risk of blood clot and death and also increased risk of heart related events and cancer. Almost sounds like the COVID jab. So from 2013 to 2018, this drug was prescribed for more than 140,000 patients with rheumatoid arthritis, and neither the doctors nor the patients knew how dangerous this drug really was. Why? Because the FDA approvals are based typically on not a large enough study to identify all the safety issues. A lot of issues are discovered during the post-marketing surveillance program. Again, the same as with the COVID jabs. We have no idea the long term because they have only been out for nine months. And this belated discovery of drug side effects is not rare. In 2017, the Journal of the American Medical Association examined post-marketing safety events among 222 drugs 
the FDA approved from 2001 to 2010. During a median follow-up period of 11.7 years, new safety events were identified for 32% of those drugs. That included 61 new black box warnings and 59 safety communications. That means that physicians were notified of the, the dangers of these drugs. Three of them were removed from the market. It took the FDA an average of 4.2 years of post-marketing to come up with all this. And some of these events were not discovered for more than 10 years. Drugs that got fast track approval. When have you heard that? Emergency use authorization. We're 2.2 times more likely to have post-marketing safety problems compared with drugs that did not receive that accelerated approval. And these black box warnings are not uncommon. According to one report, more than 600 medications have black box warnings and 40% of people are taking at least one drug that has such a warning attached to it. I mean, you're talking about drugs like Umera, you know, like common household words, right? Latuda. Looks great on television, does it? Celebrex. Well, Shantex, they finally got that. I think they got that off the market now. Zoloft, Celexia, Paxil, all have black box warnings. Pradaxa. Because of serious, serious side effects. If you're on these drugs, you should ask your physician about it. So many drugs used in modern medicine, in fact, are dangerous. In some cases, these dangers may not be identified until the drug has been on the market for many years. It's like, uh, you know, just with a car. How many of us like to buy the first model off the assembly line? You'd like to see it out for a while to see what, what develops. And we have to ask our providers, is there a natural approach? Is there a dietary or lifestyle change or nutritional supplement that I can use safely and successfully. Now, I think more of my listeners and, and generally more people reading uh, alternative newsletters know more about the alternatives than the physicians and healthcare providers because mainstream medicine has a resistance to anything natural. So we got to get our healthcare providers to think outside the box, outside that black box that we're going to be more, we will be uh, uh, informed enough to tell them about it. And there is a list from BritannicaProcon.org. FDA-approved prescription drugs that were later pulled from the market. Well, I'm not going to go through all of this, but I mean Accutane, Baycol, Bextra, Siler, excuse me, Silite, Silite, Darvasat, Darvasat, Darvon, different 
diethylstilbestrol, DBI, which was fenformin for diabetes. A lot of drugs have just been pulled. And you, even quaaludes, right? That's part of this. I mean, and there's a, you know, quaaludes, a good morning after I sleep through night. Hello. With all the side effects, had to be pulled. Seldane, an antihistamine, pulled from the market. Was on the market for 13 years. But then they found Seldane had life-threatening heart problems when taken in combination with other drugs, specifically erythromycin, pulled from the market. Vioxx. Thank God that was only on the market for 5.3 years. Heart attacks and strokes. Zell Norman for your bowels. Only 4.6 years on the market. Heart attacks and strokes. Unstable angina. So you're going to rely on the FDA and the government to take care of you, huh? Think again. And how about generic drugs? Are they safe? Where are they, where are they being made? Well, there's no doubt they can cause a, uh, cost a lot less than the brand names, huh? The FDA, they give us their assurance that they are stringently overseeing and guarantees that generics are effective and safe as the brand name. Of course, we all believe what the government tells us. We learned a lot about this this past year from guys like Fauci and Britt Burks and the rest of them. I've talked about the carcinogenic contaminants in, in blood pressure medication from China can cause cancer. So generics can have carcinogenic contaminants. And increased side effects, poor efficacy. What could go wrong? Why are they not maybe not as safe and effective as the FDA promises? Is it because maybe they don't make enough money for the companies? Is there a problem with quality control? But look, in one instant, in one respect, instant release versus time release. You know, you can have a, a pill and it's just a regular pill. You take it, it instantly releases. Or you can have little beads or special coatings in the pill which allow the uh, <clears throat> medication to be released by time. Well, decades ago, most prescription drugs were instant release. The active ingredient was immediately released into your bloodstream. So in order to continue that effective level, what did you do? You had to take pills two and three times a day. But in the, in the 80s and 90s, companies began to market time release or extended release formulas that allowed you to take it once a day. And most drugs are, are available in this type of formulation. What's the threat? Well, the FDA approval process, it turns out, uses generic uh, for generic, it, how it approves generic drugs is still based on an old concept of instant release. If a generic drug reaches a maximal concentration in the bloodstream, 
that is similar to its equivalent brand name, the FDA approves it. But how about as time goes on, hour by hour, does the drug still stay at that level? And it might be quite different than the brand name, but they are not checking it. They do not know if they have reduced effectiveness or increased side effects. And about 80% of drug ingredients, the active pharmaceutical ingredients, they're called APIs, they're now made in foreign countries like India, China, Thailand, Brazil, Turkey. And a lot of pills are manufactured abroad. But do you think we really adequately oversee this problem? I don't think there's a, I don't think there's enough oversight. And how about if a if a drug has a temperature and humidity guidelines? Do you think there's oversight that a specific temperature is maintained from China to New York? Maybe a drug goes from China, the raw ingredients are made in China, it goes to India to be formulated in pills, and then it travels by container ship to New York or Houston, and then gets shipped to a wholesaler or distributor in San Diego, Phoenix, Florida. Is there a history during that transportation of the temperatures? So look, this is difficult. It's really difficult to figure out generic drugs, okay? Because in fact, there are no specific categories of generics that are worse than others. But you can't assume anything. Don't assume that your generic drug is flawed, but don't assume that it's perfect either. Because the FDA is not protecting us. And how are you going to personally evaluate the safety and effectiveness for your generic drug? Well, ideally, you could ask for lab results. You and your physician need to monitor your health with all the data that is available. I guess that could be done. I don't think your, your, your health care provider will do that, though. But you can monitor the results that you should have, like if you're diabetic, you're a hemoglobin A1C, and if it starts changing, you know, and your medication uh, is generic, it might be time for a change. Maybe, maybe a reason. May your change in your lab might be the reason to suspect your drugs are not working. And keep good records, ladies and gentlemen. If you get your, it's, I, I recommend you keep your own lab results and so be sure to record them. So you can you can see if, if, if how you how your health is is being is being dealt with in the lab. You know Canadian pharmacies online. They tell me I haven't had a personal experience, but I understand the VA buys a lot of their medications from Canada. They generally have lower prices. I guess. The one thing you can do is ask your pharmacist for an authorized generic drug. That's a generic drug that is identical to the original brand name drug. 
And generally, the authorized version is made by the same manufacturers, manufacturer that makes the brand name version. Okay. You got to monitor your, your, monitor your health. Might be good to know, you know, the manufacturers. A lot of people aren't going to tell you that. But if you, if you, if you do know the manufacturer, even though it's generic and it's working and you feel well with it, you know, you might want to just try and stick with that. I think your pharmacist is your best ally in, in this, uh, trying to get a good generic. He's your best ally, not, not your physician. He, he just writes the script. Your pharmacist really could help you. If you're interested about finding out if a drug has been recalled or there's any alerts, the FDA does have a a website, fda.gov. And, and they have, uh, if you go to fda.gov forward slash safety forward slash recalls, uh, you get an idea if the drugs you're taking uh, have been recalled or there's any alerts for them. Uh, but we have to realize that our, our prescription drugs are causing damage. Now, there's um, Anthony Relman. He was the former editor-in-chief of the New England Journal of Medicine, professor of medicine at Harvard. He once stated, quote, the medical profession is being bought by the pharmaceutical industry, not only in terms of practice of medicine, but in terms of teaching and research. The academic institutions of this country are allowing themselves to be paid agents of the pharmaceutical industry. I think it is disgraceful, unquote. And there are others like him. I mean, the co-founder of the Cochrane Collaborations that everybody relies on, Dr. Peter Gotcha. He currently, he wants to try and bring the truth about pharmaceuticals out and into the light. He was one of the first to reveal the 100,000 plus people that die from the side effects of properly used medication in the United States. He did have a special interest uh, on antidepressants and their side effects. Again, I'm bringing this to your attention. I need you to pay attention because our prescription drugs, they're killing us in large numbers. One paper I I read, they say that prescription drugs are the third leading cause of death after heart disease and cancer. And they broke it down into saying that half died by taking the drugs correctly. The other half died because of errors such as too high a dose or the use of a drug despite the fact that it was contraindicated. And as you see, we just get fake fixes. We get band-aids, which are just a long list of warnings and black boxes, but who pays attention? 
You know, if your doctor gets 30 of these black box warning labels in a month, you think he's going to read them all? And as you saw with the hydroxychloroquine studies in Lancet and the British Medical Journal, it was all faked. It got through some of our best, which, which were our best journals because of the crime and corruption in our science today. And the lies in drug marketing, that's just like the old tobacco ads. We take too many drugs, huh? We should take far fewer. And really everyone that takes a drug should carefully study the package inserts. And look at independent sources like Cochrane, C-O-C-H-R-A-N-E, Cochrane Reviews. And then maybe you'll say no thanks. So, I mean, do you, do you, have any of you thought that this is a, the, such a problem? And I was looking at another study out of Germany. Let me just see if I can find it. Out of Cologne, Germany. They, they were saying that there seems to be a new drug to treat anything and everything. Like I've been saying, a pill for every ill. But are these medications as effective as they're claimed to be? Now, a new study concluded that the answer to that question is, is no. Furthermore, the researchers say that international drug development processes, standard and policies are fundamentally broken and must be reformed. This was done at the German Institute for Quality and Efficiency in Healthcare. More than half the drugs entering the German healthcare system showed absolutely no added benefit. Isn't that crazy? I mean, they're coming out with drugs just to make more money because they're newer. I guess they can charge more money for them and charge the insurance companies more money. Alarmingly, only a quarter of these drugs showed any significant medical added benefit based on available evidence. 58% of the study drugs did not show any added benefit over standard patient care, but I'm sure they cost a lot more money. I have to take a break. Was this this stuff just 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 makes me go crazy? And th and this was published in the British Medical Journal. It's not something that was in Cosmopolitan magazine or anything. What was the conclusion? Combined action at the European Union and national levels is required to define public health goals and to revise the legal regulatory framework, including introducing new drug development models to meet the goals and focus on what should be the main priority in healthcare. Boy, do we need this. The needs of the patient, not the needs of the pharmaceutical companies. We need to concentrate on the needs of the patients.
you know, and we're not even talking about opioid deaths, are we? So we really do have somewhat of a drug crisis, huh? Killing, killing Americans. And we don't even, we're not even talking about hidden drug overdoses or hidden drug interactions. And I'm sure they're killing more people than we are led to believe. And when you fill that RX, you really have to be careful and follow your doctor's instructions to a T and question him if you really need it. And can it, can this get worse? It sure can. We see what happened with the opioid deaths. They were only reporting a daily death toll of 115 Americans from opioids, but it got worse. Like from cardiac arrest, abnormal heart rhythms, a called an arrhythmia. But you know, uh, it start, the truth started to come out when they start doing autopsies, which they haven't done much during the Chinese virus, have they? But when you do an autopsy, they found one in seven deaths said to be caused by heart disease were actually the result of a hidden drug overdose. And opioids were involved in most of them. That's a good question for you. Why aren't they doing autopsies for the China virus deaths? And these are not people that intentionally overdose or taking street drugs. These were, in fact, people that the paramedics rushed to their scene. And the paramedics labeled their deaths as cardiac arrest. Prescription drugs. Prescription drugs. So unless a wealthy celebrity is involved or someone, uh, you know, famous, toxicology and autopsies tests are not done. So, you know, I guess one thing we could take away is that we really have no idea how many people are unexpectedly dropping dead due to properly prescribed drugs. Now we know people got addicted to Vicodin and Oxycontin in an innocent way after an injury or surgery especially seniors, they were put on a fast track to, ad to addiction. With a, I think seniors receive over 500,000 surgical operations a year. So if you undergo a, a hip or an knee replacement, a keyhole gallbladder removal, an appendectomy, what do you do? You get sent home with a big bottle of pills. Take that pain away. Then you add a non-opioid. Boy, now you, what's that interaction going to do? A perfect storm. So we can't accept prescriptions unknowingly, ladies and gentlemen.
We have to know what drug we are given, what it's for, and how risky it might be. We have to ask, are there non-drug therapies that can be used instead of pharmaceuticals? I think that we could do that now without a heck of a lot more research. Now, a couple points. One is fluoroquinolone antibiotics. The Cipro type drugs are just being overly used. Okay, even for they're given for bladder infections. And they have a lot of warnings. You know, it's seniors especially have known now for years. Doctors should have known for years that seniors that take these drugs have been suffering from sudden tendon ruptures, like the Achilles tendon. And your foot just drops, snaps like a rubber band. That could lead to a permanent disability from fluoroquins, Cipro. But you know what a 2015 study found? That seniors on these type of drugs, fluoroquinolone drugs, face nearly triple the risk of an aortic aneurysm. That's a bubble in your, in your aorta that can burst and you die. And that's not all. Fluoroquinolones can lead to hypoglycemia, low blood sugar, neurological problems, neuropathy. How many of your friends have neuropathy? Painful extremities, painful feet. Fluoroquinolones. Does your doctor know about that? It's, a, it's an antibiotic, I would say, 99% of the time you should avoid. That's my opinion. With all those side effects. And there's dozens, at least since 2015, warnings about that drug. So if your doc wants to put you on that drug, my question would be why and what other options do I have? Does the old penicillin work? Okay, so I want you to know about the fluoroquinolone type drugs. Really important that you do, it could save your life. And we need, we have to be really good with our pharmacist and, and have him review our drugs. So we are knowledgeable about drug interactions. You know, you take one drug, then you take another one for the side effects of the first one, then you take another one for the side effects of the other two mixed together. That's why seniors are taking so many medications. They're, they're being treated for conditions that are caused by other drugs. 
New research is finding that 20% of adults, including one in four women and one in seven men, are caught in this vicious cycle. They are getting treated for high blood pressure while taking medications known to cause high blood pressure. In fact, they would not have even had high blood pressure if not for the medication secretly causing it. So they estimated that just quitting those drugs would allow 2.2 million Americans to ditch their blood pressure medications. So maybe you didn't even need this medication in the first place. So you might be able to get rid of two medications, the one that caused the hypertension and the one that's being used to treat the hypertension. That makes sense. So antidepressants, which are taken by nearly 10% of folks, treated for hypertension. There's some natural products that, that could be given to you. Painkillers, 8% of patients taking blood pressure medications are taking painkillers. So drug interactions, you take one drug to counteract the effects of a second drug. Doesn't seem to make sense. Okay, well, I think you, you I hope I, I gave you the point about the drugs. They do cause a lot of deaths, ladies and gentlemen. They cause a lot of disabilities, economic hardship. And we didn't even talk about proton pump inhibitors and, and their side effects, the Z-Pack. I mean, you know, if you need a Z-Pack, if you have a, a COVID and you're taking hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin and they want to put you on the Z-Pack, that's one thing. But just to take it as an antibiotic, you know, it could lead to fatal heart issues and heart arrhythmias. The famous Z-Pack Azithromycin, very, very commonly prescribed. It does have warnings. It does have warnings. Proton pump inhibitors. I've talked for years about them, how they can lead to dementia. Drug muggers, they can, you know, they can take over for other drugs that you may really need. Uh, they just interfere with so many processes in your body, ladies and gentlemen. So generally, Americans as a race, we just take too many, too many medications. I've talked to you about anticholinergic drugs and dementia, statins and dementia. Mm. ProPublica is another one of those uh, websites that publishes... Uh, journal type articles and they have articles there proving that doctors who get company cash tend to prescribe more name brand medications. Over half of people over 65 years of age take at least five drugs a day. Five drugs a day. All right. I think that I think you get the point. Okay. Black box warnings, side effects. Be the CEO of your own body. 
Okay. So this is part of our series that will continue on trying to have the health span equal the lifespan. So we, you know, you want to live longer, but you want to be healthier during those years. You want to die young. You want to die young when you're old. So we have to look out for ourselves so that we don't create illness beside the ones that we may, we may come in contact with naturally. So this is Dr. Ron, host of Dr. Ron Unfiltered Uncensored. Our, our email is docronradio at gmail.com. We are on Alexa, Google, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, right here on Podbeam and, and a new place called PodPage. Really interesting uh, if you, you want to listen to us on Rumble, we're on Rumble, we're on BitChute, MeWe, Coldcast. And the name of this podcast is Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored. So thank you so much. With an attitude of gratitude, I'll be signing out, and we'll see you next time. Have a great day. Hey, everybody. Dr. Ron's finished for the day. I hope you got some good wisdom for what the man had to say. If it's all about good health, he's the man you got to see. He has a lot more answers for you. So tune in next week when the doctor is in the house. Or when the doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering me when the doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. Doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you. I'm sure he can tell you just what to do. The doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you when the doctor is in the house. So if you have a pain, call the doctor. If you have a strain, call the doctor. Let the doctor know what's bothering you when the doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. See you next week. <laughs>